This is Channel 253. In this episode of Interchangeable White Ladies. I have a special treat for you That's today. So, so I'm just going to go ahead and bring this out so you okay. can go ahead. Because no, I think it's related. It no, it's not. But it could be. It could be. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. One, two, two. interchangeable. White ladies! Welcome to the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast. I'm Hope. I'm Megan. Today's essential question, how can you protect your peace during the first post-vaccine COVID holiday season? And to begin our episode, we'd like to hear a special word from our sponsors. This episode of the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is brought to you by Cheerful Nihilism. On December 7th, 2021, Bill Gates wrote a blog post entitled Reasons for Optimism After a Difficult Year. While having a billionaire prate and gabble for 91 paragraphs about why we should be hopeful about the future, including the fact that, at the very least, we can look forward to reading his upcoming book about, inexplicably, how to prevent another pandemic, this journalistic equivalent of a late-night infomercial for a laxative provided some critical perspective. You don't have to force yourself to be happy anymore. 2022 does not have to be a year of optimism or even hope because embracing purposelessness and meaninglessness is the equal and opposite reaction to the expectations of modern living. Sometimes a flower is not a harbinger of spring or a symbol of fertility or the earth smiling. Sometimes a flower is just a flower. Sometimes the stillness, the silence that means nothing at all, the vast emptiness of the void, the rare stillness inside you, is the only contrasting color you need to see to know that you are real. Do not let Bill Gates tell you to smile more, monetize your hobbies, or pull yourself up by your own scruff. It may feel chaotic and unhinged to smile in the face of oblivion and keep loving others and taking care of them and yourself and fighting for justice and fighting for peace while everything is on fire. But understanding worthlessness gives you freedom to create your own beautiful meaning out of the mess. Cheerful nihilism, because if we're all at rock bottom, at least we're there together. Well, if you can control your laughter at this point, um, let's bring it back together. Uh, hang in. I'm so excited to be here in studio with you and You're Doug here. and having a conversation. Oh, my gosh. I can barely believe it. Yeah, me neither. Um, I, you know, I was thinking about this episode today and I was thinking as we were trying to figure out like a title and like, uh, you know, uh, a vibe for our episode. <laughs> vibe, I was yes. really thinking another way we could call this. Another thing we could call this episode is vaccines and vacays, you know, vaccine and vacays. It's so good. I just honestly. How you feeling now? You got your booster? Um, fine. I feel um, I feel morally superior mm. to most people. Yeah. 
Have you yeah. like grown like, you know, like a third eye yet or like a third nipple uh, or anything like that yet? Well, no third nipple. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, I do feel more grounded. Mm. Like I said, more superior. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel as though I'm walking through life just caring a little bit less about what other people think of me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, free. Mm-hmm. It's free. Very, very, it's very, very American free. of you. Oh, just yeah. absolutely exceptional. Like, I feel that American exceptionalism mm, just rising up. Rising up of me. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. You know, I'm about to get a booster for my booster. So, like, this is our anniversary. Last year in December, we had our vaccines back in Abu Dhabi because, you know, we do things early there. Uh, The Dobbs. Um, And so, yeah, this summer we had our booster, and now we have another booster that's due. And the way that things are aligned there, so much that all of, you know, contact tracing is all, like, connected Mm -hmm. to your cell phone. So I've definitely been getting texts the last, like, two weeks from the health authorities in the UAE saying, get your booster, girl, get your booster. So, you know, (laughs) so. how, Christmas. You, how do you anticipate you will feel with you know, like a booster on a booster? You know, I'm not sure. I'm really going for that cocktail you right. know, situation. So I got some Sinopharm. We got some J and J. And now I'm looking at maybe like a Moderna like shot or like a Pfizer, you know, like to top it off. I'm not sure which one. I, just, I think whatever I can get. When I, I just love walk that in. you're approaching it like a buffet of vaccines, you know, like I mean, really, I mean, a smorgasbord really, of vaccines, if you will. Yeah. And while I say this and make jokes about this, I also am like painfully aware of all the people in the world who still can't even get their first one and are like really suffering. Right. So also note to that yes. as well. But yeah. And just the mm. right. And we would if we approached it more globally. Right. Like if it wasn't so nationalistic in the approach of mm. COVID, mm. we would be getting all people vaccinated. Right. The Amen. The goal should be global vaccination and not just like. National vaccination, Mm. because guess Mm -hmm. what? Omicron. Hey, so that is a great way to segue into how are you feeling about our second Christmas or second winter break, second holiday season um, with COVID, essentially. I mean, some of us say we're still in COVID. Some of us say we're out of COVID. But it's like, you know, COVID 2.0, Christmas 2.0, a little better, a little worse. I don't know. What do you think? Worse. Why are you feeling worse? Um, Ooh, like... Because I, we are definitely not post-COVID, and anybody that says so is lying. We are absolutely not post-COVID. We are post-wanting to care about COVID. Mm, um, that's a great way to say it, yep. And we are post-vaccine COVID, which mm. I think has shifted the conversation a bit. I think last Christmas it was everybody, at least within families, were on the same page, and we're wanting to protect each mm-hmm. other, and we're wanting to stay safe, and so we're going to stay isolated, and we're we're not going to do big mm-hmm. Christmases, and that wasn't even a question mm-hmm. of whether we were going to do it. Everybody kind of just was. With Within a post-vaccine world, all of a sudden, conversations around COVID, every single one has a political, like, angle to it, right? Mm-hmm. There is a political element to every conversation about COVID this year versus last year, when vaccines weren't, right? Were vaccines last year? No, not, no, yet, for, not, not yet, yet for y'all. Right? Not yet for you all here in America that's behind the right. times and the rest American of the world. American exceptionalism. <laughs> um, yeah, but, for the most part, people were just right? terrified and scared. Yeah. And, and so, so that it was, was like, it wasn't right? even a question. Yeah. We, yeah. we just didn't do a big family Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And this year it's like, Oh, there's a lot of opinions about whether we should because of the vaccine. And That's a good point. And I know a number of folks, um, some of our listeners have you know posted in Slack right. or on, on social media just around just revisiting their yeah. expectations and yes. whether or not they should cancel events or yep. do smaller events and that's or why, only hosting yeah. a couple people. And that's why I think like 
the angle of this episode is that's why it's different than last year, right? We're not in a post-COVID world, but we're definitely in a post-vaccine world. And so there is a lot more personal responsibility towards the safety of other people. You know what I mean? Like, it's like people have a choice on whether they're going to get vaccinated or not. Yeah. And there's just so many layers to it, right? There's the Mm -hmm. layers of talking to people that are vaccinated, but still know that COVID is a very real danger. And so do we get together, right? We're all vaccinated, but do we still? And then, okay, so you have people that are vaccinated. You have people that are not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And so what do you do with families, right? And like, what do you do with that situation? You know, as you're talking, I can't help but think, okay, let's see if I can do it. We are living in a post-vaccine world, and I'm a vaccinated girl. That's a really bad version of Material Girl. But And I was out of key there. But regardless, don't you think you could catch on? Yes. Could you record that, Doug? (laughs) Can she? Okay. So, like, in studio after this episode. Uh, And I am a vaccinated girl. So, but everybody on Slack, keep an eye out for the link to Hope's Hope's um, Remix. Remix. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think um, it brings up some interesting different kind of dilemmas that people are kind of sorting through. Yeah. And, you know, you have to do what's right for you and your family and what you feel safe about. And also at the same time, you know, mental health and peace of mind and literal health. Man, I, I know Nate and I have been back for like three days and we feel like everybody we turn around like everybody's sick with something like it's it's right. it's crazy. So not necessarily COVID, but just like people have the sniffles here. You got a bajillion coughs. Plus, it doesn't help yeah. that it's like dark and cold. And I think, you know, that's just part of it. People's bodies are adjusting to the weather. Yeah. And so we're just like, oh, my like gosh, slowly, does everybody have a cough? Like what is happening? Turn into vampires just, yeah, that's just what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, like we get pale. I mean, there's a reason the, you know, Stephanie Myers took off here, I guess. Like, we slowly turn into vampires. We get pale and weak and, like, like, you know, we want to stay away from people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So how are you reconciling all of this to make your vaccine and vacay time work out for you? Um, Get in fights with family, being isolated at home, are you going out? So I... I've, like, not been super social anyways because teaching um, this year is a nightmare. Dude. Um, it's a whole, exhausting. whole multiple whole episodes. other episode. <laughs> but, I mean, I, like, I'm not going to lie. My family is generally very, like, even keel. Like, my, I grew up in a family that is not – doesn't ever have too high of highs and too mm, low of lows. Like, um, my family culture – and community is very much valuing politeness over emote, like emoting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole other conversation as well. But that's just good, bad, or ugly. I'm not placing morality on that. That just has been how it is for my 33 years. Um, and this year with the vaccine, that hasn't necessarily been the case. And I don't know how to, like, rectify mm-hmm. that. I... Um, have experienced a lot of feelings and emotions because it's one person. Um, And, like, I think that it's really easy for us to um, say, oh, you do this and you do that and you don't see them and you, you like, well, sucks for them. And, like, right, like, that's really easy to say in theory, but then when it's, like, somebody that you love, yeah, right? And, like, how do you have those really hard conversations? And not only is it somebody that you love – but it's somebody that your parents love very deeply, right? And it's um, watching that and wanting to take care of your parents and do what's right 
and do what's best for your parents and you want to make your parents happy. Mm-hmm. And they're so it's like a very challenging like it's super challenging to approach and um as the person in my family that does emote <laughs> shocking <laughs> surprise uh, surprise you end up being the person that um is causing the problems right you're you end up being seen as the person who is the problem and is making things more difficult mm-hmm. and can't you just go with the flow mm-hmm. and um that's also really challenging. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know any advice that you can give of how to navigate that, right? Well, some of our some of our listeners um, reached out or when we were getting ready for the show, we asked our listeners to give us a few hot takes about the season. And so we'll share, I mean, a couple of those, I think, today, thinking about yeah. ways to kind of navigate. Um, I think you're right, though. You can't really tell people what to do. You have to do what's going to be right. I mean, this sounds very wishy-washy, but... Um, I think that's a big part of it because emotions are involved in its family, right? right? And so what's your trade-off? And I think about that. Even I've been home for like three days and like the trade-offs I'm making, you know, with my parents who are still unvaccinated, it's a whole other thing. Um, but just kind of navigating that space, right? And then also like being conscious about my own health and the health right. of people that I want to see and being responsible, you know, for and, right, and navigating. Like, and that, and also just being like, I'm here to see them. So, you know yeah. what? If I just hunker down at the house with them, like that's that's fine. Watch Absolutely. Christmas movies, wrap gifts, whatever. Yeah. Reminisce, that's that's okay too. And so mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm at with with some things. Um, but also being being you know conscious at the right. same time because I need to go back to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> right? Yeah. Where it's uh, like you don't have to like, I don't know, I would assume in Abu Dhabi you're not having to navigate such complex Yeah, for sure. But also even just like the practicality of getting like I need to go back to my job so I need to make sure that I'm in good health and yes. have, you know maintaining well, my negative. And that's the COVID. other thing is like I'm in a building with 1,800 teenagers five days a week. Bro. <laughs> um... That, you know, very loosely follow COVID guidelines. Like, I, I I can't tell you how many times while I'm teaching, I'm just tapping my nose towards students to remind them to move their mask. I have so much anxiety when I think about the situation y'all are in every um, time. Because it's already, like, I our situation is plenty challenging on its own because, I mean, it's school. But, like, yeah. yeah, when I think about that. Like, we're sitting at, I forget the numbers now, but everybody over 12 is allowed to get vaccinated in or is encouraged to get vaccinated in our school. Um, and I think some of the younger ones now that the CDC has, like, yep. approved the younger ones, I think that's going to start being the next trend. Yep. But, like, we have really high percentage of student vaccinations and adult vaccinations is, like, almost 100. So yeah. it's just a total different setup. I mean, with staff, I know we are at. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know who got exemptions or not. Yeah. yeah. But the requirement, I think there's some peace of mind there. But also, yeah, I think um, you can talk about it a bit with students but also like it's such a family thing and I think um, there's a lot of layers of familial comfortability with the vaccine in a school like Lincoln Um, that yeah it's been a tricky thing as well. So as we think about this and kind of segueing in a little bit more, uh, I think we've kind of touched on some of the least favorite things of the holidays, oh right? Gosh, so yeah. navigating those uncomfortable <clears throat> conversations with family or friends, um, maybe seeing some people that you haven't seen that you're like, I'm not trying to see you, but like the holidays is the time um, that you see them. Um, yes. 
I I think so. I I think you're kind of leading into the rest of our like the the theme of our episode, right? So we've now talked about why this holiday season is tricky, right? Like just you know, post vaccine COVID world leads to a very tricky holiday season. So. A couple Talk of our about... listeners, well, I want to share a couple of our oh, listeners have please. some other least favorite things. Um, so shout out to Shannon McMinnemy talking about just the notion of having to plan family events. Um, and since <laughs> her mother passed, like that responsibility oh. has fallen on her. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I think there's lots of listeners who have those same kind of responsibilities. Yes. If you want something to happen, you better plan it because otherwise it's not going to happen. happen. <laughs> and then now in COVID, like COVID times, you're like, do I plan it? Do I not? Right. You know, you're kind of navigating that. Gets um, all into that, like mental labor yeah. versus physical labor. Yeah. And- carries blood. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure there's some gender dynamics there as well that kind of come to play. We have a 100%. number of listeners, actually, including the very famous Nate Bowling, um, hate ho- hate the holiday or don't really like the holiday because, well, I know Nate hates it, but I won't speak for other folks because of the length of it. <laughs> so there's a handful of folks who are do not like the duration of it. So Joe, shout out Joe and Casey as well. Just that whole yep. notion of like, it's so long. But it cracks me uh-huh. up because I think in the U.S. Uh-huh. it's actually quite a short season, right? It's like after Thanksgiving because yeah. people celebrate Thanksgiving and then starts Christmas. I need to read um, Nate Bowling's quote, though. Christmas is like an uninvited guest at your house for two straight months. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That was a clean version. I mean, he had a few yeah. versions of Listen, his, his. I think his that we all can use our imagination for like what Nate really wanted to say. Um, yeah, and right. then Kevin Zamara, another listener, said that charity porn or individual donation instead of paying someone like a livable wage, right? So like placing, I think placing the responsibility, celebrating people that are like giving and like, look how amazing it is, the giving season and, you know, all of these great things instead of focusing on the fact that like, oh, many of these things mm, shouldn't be mm-hmm. necessary or yeah. wouldn't be necessary if yeah. we just forced corporations to pay people a living yeah. wage. I think about that in like the nonprofit world and hustle <laughs> at this time of year, right? Yes. To to get some extra funds, which is completely <laughs> reasonable. And like, of it's course, tap real. into the holiday season because everyone's in the giving spirit or whatever. And so like, it's likely that they'll give. I mean, there's a reason statistically, right, why they choose this season to like and also solicit, taxes. right? And taxes, right? Yeah. So between those two things, like, of course, but yeah, it's an interesting point. And actually, we'll link in the show notes to our episode from last year. Remember, we talked at, at this time of year, put your money where your mouth is and yes. just great organizations. I was re-looking at our show notes. Lots of really fantastic organizations that our listeners support and that you and I support. Um, and so I was looking back through that list thinking, oh, yeah, who who would I actually want to give to again? I haven't given since last year, too. And just kind of revisiting that. Because yeah. if we're in that zone, right, how do we make it actually meaningful um, and, and call right. for actual real change? And, too, I, and I think I do want to clarify. I think what – and listen – I don't know fully what Kevin Zamara. I never want to put words in Kevin Zamara's mouth. Put him mouth. in his mouth. Put um, him in his mouth. Right. But I think what he's saying is more so corporations yes, that are yeah. bragging yeah. about all these charitable things yeah. that they're doing during look the holiday season. Yeah. Like, look how great. And I'm thinking of specifically Walmart, who's notorious mm. for not paying their employees livable wages. Mm. But, like, look at all this money we're giving away. Look at look at how much we're supporting the community. But not focus – like – to distract people from the the reality that the best thing that Walmart or these big corporations could do for their community is to pay their employees yeah, that work in right. that community a livable wage. Yeah, yeah. So I think sense. not it's not about individual people donating, right? Mm, like that's mm-hmm. always that's a good thing, right? Like that's always positive and encouraged and please go mm-hmm. and support your local nonprofits and organizations that are doing really good work for um, the marginalized communities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you live with. Um, but more so, like, it's just gross to see all these big companies yeah. bragging about 
the one million dollars that they give away when in all actuality they made like 40 billion dollars yeah, in like profit zero, this year zero, zero, whatever of their take right home. Yeah. yeah like you made 40 billion dollars in profit but sure go off on bragging mm-hmm. about the one million dollars that mm-hmm. you gave mm-hmm. to this like local food bank yeah get out of here get out of here uh, actually, this is a perfect segue to take a quick break and give you an opportunity to donate to an organization <laughs> that go. you really um, love. Hello, friends. This is Marguerite Martin, creator of MoveToTacoma.com and co-founder of Channel 253. It's bad out there, folks. Home prices in Pierce County are up 15% year over year. While it's no secret that the market is hot, you may not know that Tacoma has been the hottest housing market in the country for several years. There is an extreme shortage of homes for buyers to buy. Having a local Tacoma buyer's agent that specializes in the neighborhood and price range you're after can mean the difference between losing or winning the bid on your dream home. If you're looking to sell your current home and find something that meets your needs better, having a neighborhood expert handle your listing will impact how much money you net off of your sale. The right agent to market and sell a home on the West Slope might not be the same person who has the expertise and connections to find you an income-generating duplex somewhere else. All agents have specialties, and I know the players for every niche. Best of all, it doesn't cost you anything. Great local agents are happy to pay me a finder's fee if you end up buying or selling. And you can rest easy knowing you're going to get a great agent who specializes in exactly what you're looking for. If you want to learn more, visit MoveToTacoma.com and use the contact form. Thanks for listening to Channel 253. Well, thanks for your uh, actual authentic donations to those organizations that you love and that you care about and you're actually trying to make change with. Uh, Also, subscribing member, Channel 253. We're one of them if you'd like to help contribute to the channel's work. I think, yeah. And like I said a couple... Like a couple episodes ago, like a Channel 253 membership makes a great stocking stuffer. Go ahead and like purchase a, an annual membership um, for somebody who is involved in the 253 community or beyond. Um, yeah. And if you subscribe now, you can get access to an off the record episode with Megan where she <laughs> dishes um, just recently. This is fresh off the press. Whatever. It's not the yeah. press. Whatever this fresh yeah, off, yeah. The mic, off the mic um, yeah. <laughs> out of the studio. You can hear her talk all about a recent date that she had. Can we call it dishing, venting maybe? There you go. Bitching, complaining. (laughs) All the words. All of the words. Uh, Let's talk about food a little bit. Uh, When you think about the holidays, oftentimes this is the time that people use to stuff their faces. So either as a way to like escape, as a way to like connect with a previous memory from your childhood, because, you know, food is at the center of so many traditions and families, right? Um, also, the absence of food, I think, is interesting to think about during the holidays, right? We have so much, and then also a lot of people are are suffering, and the opposite of those same things happen during the holidays. Um, so holding both of those things in place, when you think about your favorite holiday foods, what mm-hmm. kind of comes to mind? Oh, my mom's cookies, for sure. My mom's holiday cookies. What, what are her holiday cookies, exactly? Describe them. I mean, them. all of the holiday cookies. It's like one of the strongest childhood memories around Christmas was like my mom baking just a ton of cookies. She makes these amazing like molasses oatmeal chocolate chip mm. cookies that are so freaking good. Um, she makes – they're like the Ohio Buckeyes, but they're like peanut butter, rice crispy – um, balls 
dipped in chocolate, and they're. I noticed so you said balls freaking. very quietly there, I just because you were like a little it. nervous about saying it. <laughs> well, listen, I think that like student teaching for Nate Bowling, oh, yeah, yeah. student teaching for Nate Bowling has caused me to have some say. PTSD. You don't say nuts in school. You don't say balls. You know, in like school. it just has caused me to have like PTSD around certain words. <laughs> working with Nate, um, so many years ago, so many years ago, those all sound delicious. Doug, do you have a favorite cookie yeah. holiday? This season. My, my mom used to bake and still does some of the cardamom cookies. So oh, they're Norwegian, but yes. they're really strong with that cardamom mm-hmm. taste, which is a it's a unique taste. Mm-hmm. It's one of yeah. those things you can't replace is it, like a it with shortbread cookie. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that sounds those are great. so good. You know, I really appreciate a few of our listeners were very precise in their cookie recommendations. Specifically, Shannon, all the cookies, yep. all cookies are equal, all of them. and so you know what, I, I agree with that for the most part. Although I'm not really a cookie person, but I can yeah, get I saw that, that you yeah. put that in the show notes, and I wanted to say that like, are you okay? You know, I know I'm like, more of like, here's the thing, I'm more of like a brownie person. So like, if your cookie's like a brownie, then I'll go for it. But generally, I can avoid a cookie. And yeah, and honestly, I mean, Nate kind of says it, and I'm not trying to copy him or anything, but he's like, Christmas is for pies, not for cookies, and so. It's interesting, but I actually but can do it like be pies. A yes, and you know what? You know what? Yeah. Can it be it? Like, why are no, this we either or mentality? Yeah, out like here. this either or dichotomy. Mentality. I also do have to share. Also, um, holiday cookies are a social construct, and I needed to say that on <laughs> the mic. Okay, they are. They are a social construct. Like, listen, make the cookies all year round. Um, <laughs> so I do though have to share the sweetest story. That so I got home the other like, on Wednesday from work. And my mom was baking cookies, and she looked at me, and she's like, I decided that I was going to surprise your students with cookies. Oh, my Lord. My mom made, like, 16 dozen cookies. Yeah, it was, like, thousands of cookies. So that my students could have two cookies, one of each. She made a chocolate chip, which, like, my grandma's chocolate chip recipe, hands down the best. It is so good. Is so good. I grew up on it. You Those know, are we, not holiday cookies yeah. in my household. Those are just cookie cookies. We need to start a cookie Slack channel. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then she made them snickerdoodles. And it was the sweetest. It was the literally. sweetest thing. Literally the sweetest. <laughs> but, um, you know, Judy retired in August. Um, and she's going a little bit crazy already. She, like, volunteered in the CRC at Lincoln <laughs> on Friday and Monday to help put together, like, the she's holiday. She's like, I'm going to get like, back Yeah, And then she's game. like... Listen, I'll make them cookies. <laughs> They'll love me. I used to actually, I, I'm now flashing back to the old days when um, this time of year I would stay up really late, like the day before school got out. And I would have gone to the grocery outlet usually, and no shame, and grocery purchased like pre-made cookie market. stuff. Exactly. Thank you. Well well said. Well sung. Um, and I would come and I would stay up really late and like bake cookies. And then at the last day on Friday, after I'm like yeah. making all my students like turn yeah. in essays, like they would mm-hmm. write essays. They would do yeah, all this yeah. like crazy stuff. Work up until the very end is oh, my yes. philosophy. I had a uh, but then I'd be summative. like, bye guys, here's some cookies <laughs> yeah. on your way out. Yeah. And it'd be like, you know, to make up for pushing them yes. all year long. <laughs> I, g- I gave a two-day summative, Thursday and Friday, and I yeah. passed out the cookies. <laughs> while they were taking their yeah, summative. Yeah, you're like, this is like kind of abusive yeah, and also It's a little like- <laughs> bit abusive, but also here's some cookies to bribe you to like me still. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's the trade-off. It's, yeah. It's definitely... No, I don't do that at all in Abu Dhabi because one, I mean, COVID times, right? You're not really doing that. And just like the culture oh, of the school is not Clearly, the same I way. did that. Yeah. So now, thanks. 
<laughs> Come on. Well, I know you. They were in. I know your mom was very safe. I know she used gloves. I know she yes. wore a mask the whole time, and it's yes. like very packet packaged. So no problems with that. <laughs> um, other favorite snacks. Is there anything else? So we had a couple. So obviously pies got recommended. We were, you know, you and I were talking a little bit about holiday cocktails. Um, yeah, drinking yeah, wasn't oh, really yeah, a thing yeah. in my family around <laughs> the holidays, but Same. obviously as an adult, I'm, I partake of that more. Yeah. Um, certainly, I'm so excited to get to Enrama this week, um, or multiple times in the next couple of weeks that we're here. Yeah. Uh, their holiday cocktail game is off the charts, yeah. and every time I just look at the Instagram, I mean, this is food porn to the max. I just am. Want to yeah. jump right through the screen? Well, which and go get one a drink. has caught your eye the most? You know, okay, so I'm an eggnog drinker. I know that's really nasty for a lot of folks, I... but they have like an eggnog cocktail that I'm so excited to go drink. I, so you don't like cookies and you like eggnog? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, Doug, are you an eggnog person? Come on, Doug. In small amounts. Okay, I see. Yeah. Right. Listen, yeah. when you get older, all of a sudden dairy is, well, a, is sure, a challenging. Of course. Of course. Is yeah. is that why you're a, says a thirty three year old? Doug, is says that the reason the dairy issues are um, challenging? No, just because of consistency, I can only do so oh, much of. It's, like it's, that's why yeah. I can't drink it. It's, it's, it's no, it's globular. No yeah, so, it's, yeah. Well, and like the booze version of it. Um, actually, a couple years ago, and we'll link again to this episode. We had uh, Christmas holiday hero, uh, Katie in studio, and one of the things that we did during the episode was drink um, lovely eggnog, and we had like a vegan version, and we had a regular. Yeah, version, yeah. If I had planned Delightful. better for today, I would have revisited that and you could have experienced um, the boozy podcast. I want you to know that you've had me eat so much pumpkin spice things for this podcast already, knowing I don't like it. I would have tried the eggnog for you and I wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. But you know what? I have a special treat for you That's today. So I'm okay. just going to go ahead and bring this out so you okay. can go ahead because no, I think it's is related. It a pumpkin spice? No, it's not, but it could be. It could, it could be. Okay. It's close. It's the next best thing to pumpkin Camel spice. Camel milk lip balm. It is. And yeah, that's so I have to put that on my lips. Try it. Let's do it. Let's so I go. have to put. Yeah, oh, okay. tell us how it is. We're doing this tell us right it. now. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm looking. I just need everybody at home to know that I'm Here's, looking deep in her eyes right now. Uh, describe with, the cover because I think that cover is the cutest thing ever. It, it's literally a camel that's in black and white. Staring at you. On a cardboard um, lip balm container just like you're about to moisturize your lips yeah. with my with, with my, my milk. milk. <laughs> can you say it any grosser? The milk from my teat. Yes, yeah, I exactly. can say there it worse. Yeah. Yeah. And those are that is expo specific. So, that so was I do just need everybody to know the, the expo in Dubai. Yeah. Milk, I need everybody to know it doesn't smell. from my sandy teat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Dry, leveling chapped. it up. Oh, <laughs> leveling it up. Um, there's no smell. No smell. Which that makes it said cardamom in it, so coffee, whatever. How's it? Oh, it's nice. Delicious. It's nice. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> smell any coffee cardamom? She's like, I smell hay and sandy teats. No? <laughs> I will say the consistency is quite nice. Oh, see? Um, yeah. I, don't... I love their products, honestly, not going to lie. Yeah. I... And if you're a good friend of mine or adjacent, then you probably have received something Look with camel milk to it. For, from the me. The lip balm is, is quite aggressive. Yeah. Uh, a camel milk lip balm yeah. is quite aggressive. Leveling up. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you, you very much. You're very I, welcome. Like, I love you very much, and I appreciate <laughs> it. So um, we cannot 
have this episode without talking about holiday movies. Yes. So a lot of people use movies and, you know, whatever to kind of escape or they're mm-hmm. the perfect conversation to have. Like when I had my awkward family dinner yesterday yeah. with my brother that I get along with, but I'm slightly estranged from because we vehemently disagree on pol- everything political. Right. Um, but I love my nieces and nephews. So, of course, let's go. You're let's hang out. Him. And yes. my brother's a great cook. And so, like, that's yeah. always a good time. So we just kind of keep things light, light. right? You know, yes. talk about the kids, talk about TV. What are you watching? What do you watch during the holiday season? Is there anything in particular you're like, I watched this, oh, especially during the holidays? Like, give me all of those gross, cheesy holiday rom-com movies. Like Holiday Calendar, when that came yes. out last year? Yeah. Or, um, like, There's, like, Christmas, Prince's Diary Switch, Chris, the 15th like, or whatever. Yeah. I don't <laughs> um, California Christmas. That's the one that came out last year. Um, the Princess Switch, you know, like, yeah. those awful movies. I'm not going to lie. I definitely will go watch those movies, especially if it's an interracial cast, like it's like yes. Disney-fied. Yes. And it's, it's super corny and there's never anything oh, But I'm like, yes. you know what? The more people watch um, brown folks on television do it, filling in the like small town, whatever, maybe Netflix will make more. <laughs> so that's my theory of getting behind it. And so mm-hmm. then I'll just click play. It's true. Yeah, it's true. One of our listeners, shout out Emily Cummings, uh, recommended a couple of episodes or a couple of shows. Uh, one in particular, Single All the Way, which I just watched on the plane, and it is phenomenal. Biracial couple, um, they're best friends. They're gay. They um, go to a small town and like realize that they love each other, mm-hmm. and it's so cute. And it's got all the like tropes mm-hmm. of Christmas with the small town thing, and like the wrestling in the big city, mm-hmm. and like true mm-hmm. love and mm-hmm. friendship, and you know trees and all that cute stuff. Yeah. And the cast is really fun. Um, we had several people say Die Hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, are you, know, you in the Die Hard so, is a Christmas movie? No, I'm not. Yeah, me neither. It's a very but, controversial. I mean, um, but, you know, for, of all the people that put, put in their opinions, a lot of them said Die Hard. Yeah. So well, maybe I mean, I'm in the minority when it comes to not appreciating three, Die Hard. Three of them. Yeah. I say Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard. Die, die Hard Christmas movie? No. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. So thank you. three against the rest of y'all out there three. in these streets. Um, let's see. There was another. Oh, the Puppet Christmas Carol also oh came up a gosh. couple times. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, hello. It's called the Muppets Christmas Carol. Call it the right thing. Okay. Muppets. Which, yes, they're puppets. Trademark. There is I need you to know that I've just started sweating. <laughs> She's, she is <laughs> demolishing me. I'm so sorry. Like, I've, I'm turning I red. I need to take my it. jacket off. You know, off. I actually forgot that that was a Christmas movie until this week when I was looking at something with my students about yeah. holiday movies. Uh, Home Alone didn't come up from our listeners, but I oh, always love classic. that. Yeah. And I was so proud of my freshman <laughs> advisory for knowing Home Alone. Like, they totally understand it. They yeah. remember it. And I'm like, but you guys, this is like when I was a child. Yeah. And I'm really happy to say that that's been continued on mm-hmm. to the generation mm-hmm. of new babies. New babies. Uh, yeah. Uh, babies, just- I love that you just said <laughs> Moira Rose's bebe and she's the mom in Home Alone. I don't oh, know if you, I don't know no. if you like made Maybe. that connection. But no, like, that was not, a- not intentional. Whew, that was nice, baby. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple other recs. Um, Rare Exports, which I know the title, but I've actually never seen. Never Thanks, seen John it. Murphy, for that. Never heard of it. And Skettles, of course, recommended Christmas Vacation, which I know a lot of people Christmas looking for. Christmas Vacation. Um, and also, what's the other one with the leg lamp? Christmas Carol? No, Christmas. A Christmas Story? Christmas Story. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of people love that. Yeah. Um, I know Nate hates the holiday, but he does love that movie. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Also, Elf. Uh, You know, I just can't get behind What's-His-Face. He's so annoying. Will Ferrell. Yes. That's What's-His-Face is Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah. He's so annoying. I can. And it's great. Um, I think it's hilarious. You know, Emily also recommended checking out Anna and the Apocalypse, which I have not seen. So I have not either. Maybe add that to our list. Um, Favorite thing to do during the holidays? Do you have anything? 
sleep? Is that mm. does that count? Does that count? That, we yeah, talked that about the counts. vaccine, so now this is the vacay part of it. Yeah, sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sleep. I know there's nothing there's nothing quite like teacher tired. <laughs> I and teacher tired this year. I uh, I was so fully tired. disassociating the last week so of school. Tired. Like yeah. I I was not human this last week. I was going to bed at six thirty p.m. this mm, last week of school. Mm-hmm. Not like truly couldn't. Yeah, no. Function. Well, it's so dark here. I just cannot. I don't yes. know. Why. Okay, so I haven't been in the U.S. for winter in three years, and so I've I'm forgotten so how dark and cold it is, and rainy and cold and dark. Mm-hmm. But the darkness is really. I mean, I've always. But when you're here, you just get so used to it, right? And so this time mm-hmm. around, I'm like, oh, oh, dang, it's mm-hmm. dark at four o'clock. You see it, and it's dark right now at eight a.m. You know, it's <laughs> always like, dark. Well, um. <laughs> We did miss one. So, like, mm. while you are doing that favorite thing mm-hmm. that you're doing during the holidays, what well, while album? You were, while you were sleeping, side note, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but that just came to mind. It's a great holiday movie. Have you not seen it? it? While you were sleeping, one, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So it's good. good. I don't know. If, is it considered a holiday movie? You know what? It takes. <laughs> I guess we could do a whole episode on this, but it takes place during the winter holiday it season. Does, right? It does. So, hence Christmas is movie. Is that even a Christmas not, movie? I think right? that's what everyone says. Die Hard is. If they're wearing it's... coats in the movie, <laughs> is it a Christmas <laughs> movie? Yes, that's the marker. Are there um, coats in the yes. movie? Yes. So. I was going to say favorite Christmas album mm. or cheesiest Christmas mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. Like, so while you're doing the Christmas things, what are you listening to? Yeah, I mm-hmm. really like, I'll do, well, l- lately I'll just do like a Spotify playlist of like sure. Christmas songs. Like, get me a little Mariah Carey in there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Get me a little, why can't I think of anybody right now? Um, I see, oh, Nicole. Oh my gosh, what's her last name? Um, she's like a gospel singer and she has a really beautiful album that she did on the holidays a couple years ago. And from my childhood, I'm sorry, but Kirk Franklin Christmas is like the perfect blend for anyone who's who grew up Christian because you're like gospel music, Jesus Town, but also not like corny carols. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they like remix and then mm-hmm. there's a gospel choir mm-hmm. and it's popping, mm-hmm. plus lots of great harmonies. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. how about you? Um, I need to say the NSYNC Christmas album. <laughs> Just is it. It's it. And then also my favorite from when I was a child, child, the Chipmunks Christmas album. Mm. Please tell me that like nobody in here listened to the Chipmunks Christmas album. It plays on a loop in my mind during the holiday season. Now I want to go in my car and play oh my it for gosh, like play five it. seconds and then Y'all, be annoyed. Go and then, yeah. listen to the Chipmunks Apparently holiday if you have kids, Christmas this album. Is a, this is something you should do too. It's literally the Chipmunks singing Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's so funny. And like um, it's the Chipmunks and they're interacting with the guy. What's his name? I don't know. I don't remember his name. Like the adult man that yeah, somehow yeah. cares for three the creepy adult. Yeah, the yeah, creepy. Yeah. Looking back, it's like a weird relationship. Yeah. But like they're like interacting on the album, and it's funny. Yeah, and like banter. If or... I if I recorded it and put it into my um, digital audio workstation here, I could slow it down, and it would just sound like a couple of guys in a studio. Yeah, it'd be, be awesome. Awesome. We could no, deconstruct no. it. That'd be really fun. Oh, James Brown's Christmas Christmas album. That's oh, my book. Oh, okay. James I'm gonna Brown. add yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Emily, Emily also recommended listening to "River" by Joni Mitchell, so I wanted to give that Ooh, song mm-hmm. a shout out as well. Um, you know what? We forgot to mention there's another movie that was recommended by Joe called "Love Actually." Yeah. And it's funny because I remember watching yeah. it and enjoying it, but I don't really remember having. Maybe I just haven't watched it enough times, like to have that like holiday. Oh, it's definitely like, a holiday okay. movie. Yeah, no, it's Christmas. Like that one's not just because they're wearing coats. Like it's about the Christmas like season. Love, like yeah, no, it's a Christmas movie. We also were missed because I forgot to mention. 
I saw this actually from several people on social media about Ritz cracker cookies. So like putting mm-hmm. peanut butter with the Ritz and then Joe recommends um, coating it with a vanilla mm-hmm. candy mm-hmm. coating. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've seen people do like a dipping with Oreos or dipping with Ritz and peanut butter in like yeah. various chocolates and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I also like on TikTok, <laughs> I haven't said that on the podcast You know what? I have not heard um, you talk about TikTok in a, in a long second. So did you why think did that it we take broke up? 40 yeah. minutes do you to think get that this we, episode did you th- before Were you thinking that we broke up? Because we did I'm still obsessed. Um. Like this weird, not, I shouldn't say weird. I've just never done it. But like, um, people are calling, I don't even know, like Christmas cook cracker crack. I don't know. Like, but it's salty. Christmas cracker crack. Okay, it's, like saltine, it's like saltine crackers. <laughs> it's like saltine crackers. And then they, you make like a homemade caramel drizzle and you like mm-hmm. cover it in that. And then you like, bake it for a little bit and then you bring it out and then you put melted chocolate over my it. My mom would love this. And it like apparently is the most amazingly delicious like easy to grab. Yeah. Here's what I love about a lot of these things like people can get all kinds of fancy and be like I want this thing and that thing but yeah. so many of the things that people love are representative of what people had access to right yes. in their childhood and what their family like economic <clears throat> look like at that moment and I, I kind of love that like yes. whatever the haters are going to say like there's something to be said about just yes. those kind of sweet little I, things, those moments right. of treats that were just valuable to you. Yeah, yes. some Ritz crackers, the people are great. You know, like what? Is- I always think about. So I didn't realize it was like the sign of like like a poor kid treat, or mm-hmm. not even treat. But when we would have chili, we would do saltine crackers with margarine, and yeah. we would all get ten saltine crackers, yes. and we would all have different ways that we would go. I would always marge put the margarine on all of my ten. <laughs> first before I ate my chili but all of us had a different like all of us kids like had a different way but I didn't realize that that was like that was like a poor kid me somebody should take that and then do like a new version of a personality series so like instead of the Enneagram or like the ENFJ whatever Myers-Briggs you could just do like okay here's profiles of people and what they eat with Ritz crackers and like the order which they eat cracker and like your crackers touch Etc. Oh yeah, we gosh, used to yes. do the graham cracker and frosting in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like a huge dessert thing. Or what's yes. the one where you put it within the freezer too? Like there's a level where you can put it in the freezer and it's like Did a not experience ice cream deliciousness. That. But yeah, that was like oftentimes a dessert, like graham cracker with some frosting. Well, we've talked a fair amount about some of the things that I think bring people joy at this time of year. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, uh, why don't we end on that note? Just like what can folks do in terms of navigating this tough time of the year for a lot of a lot of people? Do you have any recommendations or things that listeners have said or just ways that we can bring more joy and peace in our own lives and yeah. in the world? What you got? Um, so mine is connected to my favorite thing to do during the holidays, which is sleep. So I know that sounds a little bit um, strange, but I genuinely genuinely believe that self-care and taking care of yourself and your needs, it's easier to find and spread peace and joy if you are taken care of. You got a little peace and joy in your own life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like if you are exhausted and you are stretched super thin and you have nothing to give you like you know the say like you have to put your own face mask on mm. before you can put the face mask or the air mask on other I was people. like your own face mask I was <laughs> like well, I you got COVID. like mud Korean masks on your face right <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> COVID face mask no so like you oh, know okay, on the okay. airplane the yes, air yeah. like you know you have to put your own oxygen yes, on before course, you yeah. put like help other people so right now take the time to do some self-evaluation like check in with yourself what do you need I needed mm-hmm. sleep um and now that I've gotten a couple really good nights under my belt, I feel far more 
prepared to take on this holiday season over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and Yeah. Um, one of the things Kevin recommended for just kind of navigating is really focusing on just inviting the people that you want to yeah. see to hang out with and I like to that. have dinner and use COVID as an excuse or whatever. Don't even, you don't even, I think in some ways we don't even need to tell people why, I agree. right? We just like kind of narrow it down. And mm -hmm. I, I really love that. I think it's a good point. Um, for a lot, don't feel the pressure of having to like do a bunch of stuff. Just spend time with the people that you, that you want to spend time with yes. and, you know, have the conversations that you want to have. <clears throat> Um, I really have enjoyed listening to the Why Though podcast. I've talked about them before. And mm -hmm. one of the things that they talked about was protecting your peace at this time mm -hmm. of year, which is kind of what you were talking about with, with resting and sleeping. Um, and one of the things, you know, that they just mentioned on their holiday episode was just this notion of like when it's OK to opt out. Like certainly we know that white folks tend to opt out of hard conversations yeah. when they need to like call their uncles to the mat or whatever. But um, at the same time, I think there is something to be said about just talking about succession or whatever you're watching. Yeah. Yeah. which is how I navigated yesterday, right? So I think there's these these times where, you know, that's okay. And and spending time on things that are more frivolous is is okay for a little a little bit of the time, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's opting out. Like, there's a balance that comes with it. And so I think that's one way to navigate that and also bring a little more peace in your own life. I absolutely agree with that. I think that there is a swing towards the trend of, like, you aren't a good ally or activist if you are not taking on every single opportunity to have every single conversation, um, but also recognizing that you also have to navigate whether it's the right time or not because you have to protect your peace in order mm. to do this for the mm -hmm. long term, mm -hmm. right? Like you, you have to be able to navigate when it's going to be a worthwhile or fruitful or meaningful conversation either to you or for you or the other person mm -hmm. or when it just would take – it would just be a suck. And like that's okay too. Yeah. And it doesn't make yeah. you – like bad at this work. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. um, I think also finding joy in like the little things as well. So Emily mentioned Emily's a crafter. If you guys haven't like looked at her stuff um, on socials, her work is amazing. Um, and I'll link to that in, in the show notes. But one of the things she mentioned is just hiding way or like investing in holiday crafts, like go, doing the thing. So like yep. physically doing things, uh, th doing something I think brings a lot of joy to a lot of folks and is a nice way to, to yeah. mitigate. And you can also that gives you things to talk about, like yeah. what thing you're crafting on. Um, other recs for folks? I So this is going to seem strange. I cannot stress the importance of those happy lights that mm. um, I have one at my desk at work. I have one at home. Um, like the science just supports it, folks. Like 10 the minutes science. a day. The data just supports the impact of like the chemicals Cite your in sources, your brain. Megan. <laughs> the data. It out does. Here. This, like this all, data I like, saw on Facebook. Um, the fact that my psychiatrist can prescribe it to mm, me and my insurance covers good. it. Hey, like to hey. buy to purchase these. There you like, go. Okay, that's legit. Right. That's more legit. It's it is it is legit. It is legitimately helpful. I pushed back against it for thirty two years of my life. Of like that's just hoaxy. Like that. There's no way that that actually works. And then I started using it last year during the winter. And it makes a pretty significant difference in your mood. Awesome. Like, it really does. And 10 minutes a day. Yeah. So okay. if you've been on the fence about getting one or you don't know what it is, just Google Happy Light. You want it to make sure that it's like a 10,000 lux. Anyways. Mm, fancy. But, um, or just PM uh, Megan and she'll help yes, you. Yes, I will help you. But truly, like, if you've been on the fence of, like, that sounds hoaxy, 
Um, it's really not. It, it really is beneficial. Awesome. I think we can end on one more recommendation to celebrate the season, peace, peace and joy. Actually, two. One from our neighborhood friendly Nate Bowling recommended listening to an audiobook from our friends at Libro FM. If you join using the promo code Tacoma, you'll get two credits for your first month for the price of one. And that just sounds like the perfect holiday treat for yourself. If I've Doesn't ever heard it? one, treat yeah. yourself. Treat yourself. Uh, I think for me, I'm really centered on just making sure that I'm focused on what is the point of this season. So not getting caught up in all the nonsense. Like we were talking about, like for me as a religious person, like it is about, you know, the birth of like famous person, Jesus, you know. So it's about that. It's about giving. <laughs> it's about generosity. And it's about giving out of like. Um, out of your heart. And so it's not about like numbers and money. And it's about, you know, for, so for me, I'm really focused on that, right? Spending a little bit of time with somebody grabbing coffee, like I said, hanging out with my parents doing yeah. mundane stuff in the yard, Absolutely. like whatever it is to me, that's still part of this season. And so I think um, for my own sanity, and one of the reasons I love this season is it gives you an opportunity to do that once again, or to say, hey, this year, I'm going to focus right now on this at this time of year. So I'm going to put that out there as well for folks to focus on what you think the meaning of the season is. Perfect. Not capitalism. Not capitalism. <laughs> Doug, any final words on what we should do for folks? Like any other recommendations for keeping people say- sane this season? I'm just doubling down on the sleep idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, this is our final episode of the 2021 coming out, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, no, technically. we have one coming out on the 28th. You are correct. Yeah. We do have a special episode um, coming out that is shifted away from the holidays, so we're excited to drop that as well, and I think you'll love that conversation. But um, we'll pick up with some fresh material come the new year. Very exciting. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we hope you have a great holiday. Bye. Bye. Did you know Channel 253 is member-supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. I hate it, and I go in being like, please don't be a good date because I don't want to go on a second. (laughs) The Interchangeable White Ladies podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, We Art Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.